Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are welcome. You are welcome. Uh, I, I'm really thrown by this new Zoom feature that I somehow accidentally added to this thing. And yeah. this, this will so, be really me... important to our people who will not see this or right. have any impact whatsoever on their lives. In a fully audio medium, let me explain what's <laughs> happening. Joe got a new computer and his the image that I am looking at currently is completely different. Usually it's a sort of like waist up image right. of him at his desk with a with his library office area and his house stretching out behind him. Now he, I'm very close to his face. <laughs> way too <And> close, <laughs> way too close. And he's up against a totally different background. Yes, we've, I, and that's separate, he has, yes. He has accidentally turned on some kind of feature on his computer, which leads to the camera tracking his face everywhere <laughs> he goes. So if he leans to the right, the camera, it's as if there's a, 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 a camera operator who's yes. been told under no circumstances <laughs> allow Joe to leave the frame of the camera. So it keeps like a little pushing in, it's zooming in, it's zooming out, it's yeah. moving left and right. There is also very obviously an incredibly easy way to undo this feature <laughs> that Joe either hasn't found or have not found. Have not found. And yeah. it's so it's so bad because it's like it, everything's new. I I I we uh made some all sorts of changes here at the house. So now I'm in my new office where, we, which I'm still building. So I'll have this really fun background. Uh, and, and I, I got a new computer, so I'm, I'm there and everything's great. And then it's like, zoom was like, Hey, we have this new feature where we will track you literally everywhere you go. Like, I think this computer will follow me around if I, if I leave like the room and, uh, and I can't, turn it off i'm so I, I it's funny i was just thinking about how there used to be that moment where the ultimate hacky sort of cliche was that like nobody above a certain age could program their vcr right, right? like that was the yeah. hacky thing i i now that is like my life that's us and, yeah yeah we are we are there at this they're like how do i turn this off how do i Turn this on. You and I both have a uh, a car that um, that requires you to turn it off, as as all cars used to be. Um, but we we each had a car that you did not have to turn off. You could just walk away, and it was and the car would turn right. itself off essentially. Uh, but now we both have cars that turn off, and I know for me, I have left my car on as I've left 
5,000 times. 5,000 times I, I'll walk away and the car will be like, man, like screaming at me, like, dude, turn off me off. I'm yes, the car. You, yeah. get, you get to your destination. You put it in park. You grab your stuff. You get out and <laughs> close the door and the car goes, beep. beep. <laughs> and, and you're like, God damn it. Oh, and you have to go, go back and turn it off. But I, I, uh, 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 thankfully these are electric cars we're talking about. Yes. So we're not wasting any gas or anything, right. but I, I have, re I recently went to, uh, meet a friend for lunch, parked the car, got out, uh, closed the door, put money in the meter, went uh, to a, the cafe, which was right near where the car was parked. I uh, sat down, met my friend ordered lunch, was talking, was became aware of a beep in the background and was like, what is that? What is going on? Like, who's which idiot here is doing something wrong with his or her car? Realized it was me and had to go up. And 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 it's so embarrassing because what you're saying in that scenario is, I'm so sorry, I left my car on. <laughs> my which, car on. Basically, I like just left my car on. <laughs> It's so yeah. bad. It's so bad. So yeah, so we're at that point. So I I know that there's a way to turn off this feature that, that I don't want you to. Around. I think it's it's like you're in an episode of The Office because it's like the camera operator <laughs> is just like, following you're me. Yeah. Giving a talking head and it's kind of like put the camera's pushing in to get your emotional reactions it's, to things. It's absurd. It's so absurd. All right. So so everybody, this is our last baseball card opening episode of 2024 actually what is the name of of our what is, what is the official name of again I, it's weird that you don't remember but no, it's i joe do remember mike's, it i just think it's, you should be the one that say it says it it's joe and mike's annual off-season sports card opening podcast marathon extravaganza benefiting an als charity as chosen by a friend of ours whose family has been affected by als 2024 well, of course right exactly um so this is going to be our. This is going to be the last one. So we have. We are very, very excited to tell you that we have raised either approaching or having surpassed fifty thousand dollars for uh, Project Main nice. Street, which is amazing. Yes, let's good work, people. Good, good work, everybody. You've you've done great. Um, and and all you have to do is donate, and you can be a part of our uh, uh, raffle, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but this is going to be the last one. So next week, so basically what we're asking of you, uh, and and we know, you know, all of you have probably donated at this point, but we're going to do what we're going to do one more week. We're going to see how high we can push this total. So we are setting as our deadline Friday, February 23rd at midnight. Is that right? Midnight is, is, is the, Correct. Is, is so midnight going, going to the 24th. So, uh, no, midnight words, what? Midnight web Pacific time? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I mean, you know. It's... Yeah, you know what? Midnight Pacific. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Goes so, until 3 a.m. So, <laughs> exactly. If you're at 2.58 a.m. going, oh, I forgot. I need to do it. Then you, you still have time. You're fine. Uh, yeah. On the East Coast. Yes. So we're going to we're going to say uh, that that is the deadline to to uh, donate and be a part of the podcast raffle. Of course, you can always donate. I mean, you don't have to. You right. don't have to. Please donate at will, you know, going forward. Uh, but that is going to be the deadline. So here's what we're asking people to do one more time. I'm sure we'll say it again before the day's out. We're asking you to donate $25 or whatever you can afford to Project Main Street. That's projectmainst.org. Uh, we had last week, we had Boog Shambi on here to talk about the great work that they do. Boog is uh, uh, one of the founders of this charity and, uh, and they do incredible work. They help 
uh, you know, ALS patients and families financially and, and help them sort of navigate this very, very difficult time for, for them. Uh, and, and also as, as Boog was saying, which I thought was great, it's like also, it's like you're being, you, you're, you're, you're getting seen, you know, it's, I mean, you, yeah. you, this is such a, such a devastating illness and, and to basically be able to, to, uh, to be seen is, is so important. So it's project main street, project main st.org donate $25 or whatever you can afford. A lot of you have gone way over $25. Thank you. Some of you have said, Hey, this is, I'm, I'm a kid and we've had, you know, young kids who have donated five bucks, which is amazing. Thank you. Um, and once you've done that, here's what you get to do. Send us the receipt at podcastraffle at gmail.com. That's podcast, P-O-S-C-A-S-T, raffle at gmail.com. Send us the receipt. Uh, you people have, have been including incredible notes. Uh, thank you for those. They're, they're your, some of your stories and, and requests are wonderful. Um, send those to us and you will be included in our raffle, which is is now it's almost like we should almost list the things we're not putting in the raffle at this point because of <laughs> everything. So we're going to include each of our books autograph. We're going to include uh, uh, Jason Kander, something or other Boog. Uh, Shambi is sending a bunch of stuff. We just had uh, Jaime Aron who wrote the Rod Carew book, which is wonderful. He's offered to, to, to send you a, a one of his books. Um, we've got a Stratomatic game going in. We got a bunch of stuff, but the main thing, the core ingredient of this raffle is Mike and I have been opening cards. Now this is, I think our fourth or fifth, uh, episode, right? Every one of our cards, every card that we open is available to you in a prize package. So it's going to be, we're, we're going to reach out to you. If you're one of our winners, we're going to say, Hey, uh, what do you want? And we're gonna we're gonna give it to you and a bunch of bone, Mike. A bunch. Yeah, of we're stuff. basically the way this is gonna work is you'll say, "Hey, I really want that, uh, you know, that Randy Johnson Flea rookie or whatever." Right. And we'll go. Great. Are you a Are you a Mariners fan? Are you an Expos fan? What are you? And you'll tell us. And then we'll just give you what you wanted, and then also a ton <laughs> of other stuff. Just. We'll just because frankly, we're both we're both adult men, and we need to get this stuff out of our house uh, before so, our wives find it. Yeah, I mean, basically, we're we're already in trouble. Essentially, it's frankly embarrassing also to be uh, forty eight years old and have this many baseball cards on my desk. So we're just gonna say, oh, if you're an Expos fan, here's the Randy Johnson rookie, and also here's every Andres Galarraga card we found, and here's some Pedro stuff. It's the and Dawson and stuff. A, yeah, well, we'll just and, yeah. We'll, we're going to give so, you so much stuff and um we're also going to give you some pretty uh pretty valuable stuff. We're just going to also yeah. I mean look, we're going to give you packs too, by the way. You can you can you can open packs. You'll get unopened, you are play the whole guaranteed. version of the podcast. That's right. If you win this, you are going to get unopened packs of 1981 Fleer and 89 Donruss and 89 <laughs> Tops and Allen and Ginter and whatever. We're going to just load up a box. You're going to get a refrigerator sized crate. <laughs> Of weird, cool, old baseball stuff. And by the way, let's let's also mention. Uh, I I wanted to since this is the last time we're doing this. I wanted to go through some of the highlights just to refresh everyone's memory here yeah. to to spur you to donate. So we have we have a, the Randy Johnson Fleer rookie. We have an Aaron Judge a rookie graded uh, ten 
right. uh, uh, dot Panini Donruss Optic Rookie. We have the Bill Ripken error card, by the way. If you if I you mean, don't want the Bill on. Ripken error card, what, <laughs> what are you, are you doing? Li- what are you doing are you listening doing? to this? Yeah. We have we have how many Ken Griffey Jr. rookies do we have? At this All right, point? so so here's the thing. I got three upper deck, which is the big one, by the way. That's You're the right. big That's one. That's a big yeah. one. Three upper deck Ken Griffey Juniors. I got two Donruss uh uh rookies. I uh, have this Fleer one that's you have a already Flair been rookie, graded which is ten. It's a it's ten a grade, 10. It's a mint graded card yes uh we're gonna open more of those today so we have all those we also have uh i'm throwing in some stuff that i've like accumulated over the years this uh rich gossage uh four out of great number four out of five cut card uh, a Fer- signed fergie jenkins cut a signed julio franco cut jason worth tony oliva all these are autographed andre dawson so again if you are a an Expos fan, you get this. You can get this Andre Dawson cut. It's numbered out of ten. This Juan Gonzalez signed uh, Topps Heritage or Topps Archives card. That's Look number that one thing. out of one. Wow. One out of one. This card. That's Red Shandeast. If you're an old timer and you and you love Red Shandeast, here's a Red. <laughs> By Shandies the way, card. who doesn't? Who, who doesn't, doesn't? Red Shandeast. <laughs> but also, let's also note. So uh, over. So over the last couple uh, of these uh, uh, card opening extravaganzas we've also opened some football cards and basketball yes. cards. we opened yes. basketball cards with tom haberstrow unfortunately sadly i didn't get the the lebron rookie that i was hoping for in the 2003 set didn't get the brady rookie from the 2010 set but got a bunch of really cool old basketball cards and and uh and football cards the this 2000 sp authentic set there were ricky williams there's dante culpepper's tony gonzalez kurt warner Donovan McNabb, Javon Curse, like Marshall Falk, all these, uh, Jerome Bettis, Randy Moss. So there's a ton of, if you're a football fan first, you could say like, hey, I didn't, I'm not oh, yeah. sure if you got any Randy Mosses, but we'll go through and find Randy Oh, Mosses yeah, we'll find some. I'm, I got Randy Mosses. I've got, we got some basketball. I got a Victor Wibanyama that we're, that we're giving away. That's right? right. That's right. So we got that. We've got, uh, I got some football rookies, Bryce Young and, uh, and, uh, and other football rookies from this year. We're going to open some more cards today. I mean, what we're telling you is if you win, you will be very happy. You'll be we very will, happy. We will make you happy. And if you're a Todd Helton fan, by the way, you'll get the Allen and Ginter Todd Helton card with the uh, with the little jersey uh, thing, the little right. jersey piece, right? I mean, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Also, I in the 2003 set, most of which I opened uh, after because we just didn't have time to open the whole thing. Did not the it was the the 2003 Bowman Chrome set, and unfortunately didn't get the LeBron, which is like the key card, obviously in that set, but did get. A Darko Millisic rookie <laughs> card. <laughs> so, if you isn't that better? You, I mean, that's you, that's at least as is, good. Yeah. If you want to celebrate one of the most ignominious uh, selections <laughs> in the history of the NBA draft, you can choose the Darko card. You actually got it's a couple cool. of really cool basketball cards in that Bowman set. I mean, yeah, I mean, I there, did. There, yeah. There's there's a there's a Kyle Korver rookie. There's a Dirk the Dirk Nowitzki gold uh, card, which is here. Yeah. And, and a Chris Webber gold card. Garnett, Yao Ming, which is a rookie card, Elton Brand, Steve Nash, Rashid Wallace. Uh, there's a there, uh, there's a bunch there's a bunch of Nowitzki's, a bunch of Chris Webbers, um, Ben Wallace, Juwan Howard, which is a rookie card. Yeah, Steve Francis. Like there's a, there's so basically we just we can't we don't have time to go through all of these. But if you win, and this is the reason to donate, if you win, 
We will just ask you, what are your teams? Who do you like? And we will just put all of this stuff. Yes. We will hold nothing back. <laughs> Anything we found, we will put all of it in a giant prize package and send it to you. Yes, yes. Plus plus bonuses that, that you will not believe. So uh, so let's open a few cards up. This is to sort of... Uh, uh, you know, finish this thing off. We basically have more or less some leftovers today, uh, but they're cool leftovers. I've got a little, I got some 89 upper decks and uh, 99 upper decks, excuse me. And, right. uh, and I got some Allen and Ginter, some new Allen and Ginter. So let's, let's uh, open up some cards, right? Love it. That's all we do. That's what, basically what this. That's whole what. That's literally is. what we're doing. <laughs> By the way, I got a note uh, from uh, from our uh, good friend of me, uh, Alan Seppenwall, and he was like, "Hey, I hope you guys do that. Is he good uh, podcast that you talked about? Um, you know, where we basically decide whether or not somebody is actually good, and we would we would pick we would each come with players." And I told him. I had already completely forgot that we did that. And then like, oh, no, I have not. I have oh. it written down right here on this piece of paper because the, the original two, are they good people are Trevor Lawrence and Brock Purdy. And I right. think right now more than ever, boy, do we need to figure out whether Brock Purdy is good? Oh, we do. That's a great point. We really do need to figure out some Brock, Brock Purdy here. All right, well, let's open up some, uh, some cards. I'll start uh, by opening up a little pack of Allen and Ginter's. As you know, right. one of the key ingredients, uh, one of the key sort of points that we've been trying to make, but two things we're really trying to do. One, trying to raise money for ALS. We're trying to raise money for, for Project Main Street. The second thing is we are trying to tell Alan and Ginter it's time to give us a card. I mean, essentially, yeah, it's overdue. And I got to tell you, the first card I got is Casey Webb right there, a little Casey Webb, uh, okay. who is uh, – uh, the host of a devoted show to legendary eating food challenges, man versus food. So you're telling me Casey Webb got a, got a card before we did. He's holding a giant lobster <laughs> by both claws. We could, we could do that. We could do that. We could hold a lobster. What is this? All right, here we go. Very fun. A little Ronald Acuna jr. So here's a question for you. Yeah. This year, but when, you might recall, I mean, it's hard to remember because we've been doing the podcast for so long, but back in 2018, you and I both said, as much as we love Mookie Betts, and we were like, we mm -hmm. love the guy, we both said, look, this might be the best year he ever has. Like, he he's going to go on to a Hall of Fame career, he's going to be great, he's going to be awesome, but it was that kind of special year where we both admitted Hey, you might never match this. I mean, it was so incredible. It was such an amazing year. So my question for you is, does Ronald Acuna Jr. ever match this past year? Oh, yeah. No question. <laughs> so you're, you're like, he blows by it. He's going to do 40-40 well, again. He'll do, you know, Mookie, 50. So, so Mookie's year, he had 39 homers, uh, 40 doubles, 107 runs batted in from the leadoff spot. Yeah, he walked and... He walked basically one to one walks and strikeouts. He was 300, 400, 500. He had a thousand OPS. Uh, he finished second in the AVP voting. Uh, um, scored 126 runs. No, no, that's this year. We're talking, I'm, I'm talking about, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, and, but like he's, but that's his age 30 season. So right. Mookie, Mookie's been in the league now for a pretty long time. He's played 1,200 games. He's played uh, 10 years, 1,200 games. Yeah, 1,200 games. Yeah. Acuna, Acuna has in theory, not even approached his peak yet. Now, <laughs> That's true. Like 
and so I think I, I, you have every reason to believe that that Mookie stays where at at the level he's been in for another few years. Like right. he, especially now he's going to play second, which means there will be less wear and tear on his body. Acuna's twenty six. Acuna yeah. just turned just turned twenty six. He turned twenty six in December. But old was Mookie in two thousand eighteen. He was twenty five when he, he hit twenty five. But yeah. but he's but I I wouldn't necessarily say that that was his best year. Would oh. let's see, was it? Oh, I think see. it was pretty clearly his best year. I mean, he well, you know that was the year he won the batting title. You're talking about the MVP year. Yeah, 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 yeah. The MVP year. And we both yeah. said, look, he's going to have great, great years. And he's had great, great years. And you could argue that this year was pretty much as good as that year. I don't think it was quite as good, though. It wasn't quite as good. I mean, if you go by war, it was he, he had a 10 war season that year. Last year was 8.3. So, like, yeah. you no, know, you're, you're, you're probably right. I thought you meant was he... I thought you meant was his last year his best year? Or oh no was, no yeah that, no I was saying that, I was saying year. that even when we were doing the podcast back in 2018, we right, both said as much as we love him, he'll probably never do quite that again. I mean, he slugged 640. He was like, he didn't make an out all year. It felt like you know, and <laughs> yeah. and he was and he was obviously an incredible outfielder and all the other things uh, that went along. And he's been great. You know, this was probably his second best year this year, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, by almost every metric, it was the second best year. I mean, he had a he had a he had a one point oh seven eight OPS, which was one eighty six OPS plus back in twenty eighteen because offense was down. Right. This year, last year, it was nine eighty seven OPS, which was a one sixty three OPS plus. Yeah, I mean, by almost every metric, twenty eighteen was his best year, and yeah. and it and the year in which he felt completely inevitable, like he came up against uh was i think it was kershaw in game five of the world series it was a slim lead and he homered and it was like yeah that's right that's, that's right <laughs> that's, is, that's what Mookie does yeah yeah, yeah and, and like he when when they when there's any question about whether or not that guy and this team are going to succeed he answers the question in the affirmative so yes that probably is his best year and probably always will be but acuna i don't know last year you would say is essentially unrepeatable with the 73 stolen bases and he led the league in everything and right. he had a thousand OPS. I wouldn't at all be surprised if this is a like Pedro 99 OO situation. Where oh, like he could, this year yeah, yeah. Is ex almost exactly the same or slightly better. It's it just incredible. 41 homer, 73 stolen bases. I that's 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 <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. All right, a little Brandon Nimmo. I, I you know, I love Brandon Nimmo for some reason. I, I just you do? I, I do. I I find him I to be that. just just sort of a just sort of a delightful little player. Uh we got a little Ari Chambers yet again proving that if you were a WNBA reporter, you get a card. If you do yeah, a podcast apparently. about baseball, no, no, absolutely not. A little Yachty Molina card. Okay. Hey, if somebody's a Cardinals fan, they're going to want all the Cardinals stuff. They're going to want some Yachty Molina. If you're a Cardinals fan, you're going to get this signed Red Shandies. That's true. Card. That might be, and that alone is <laughs> is is worth it. Uh, a little Justin Turner action. Uh, which Always is, Justin Turner. Of all of the dumb things the Red Sox have done this offseason, not re-signing Justin Turner might be number one. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I, I, what are you doing? What that guy loved playing there. He was really good. Everyone loved playing with him. He was became the leader of the team. Why do you let that guy go? It makes no sense. It, it makes absolutely no sense. By the way, I think that I mean, I don't know what you're seeing on your end. I think I broke the zoom thing by putting the cards so close to the camera. 
Uh, really? I mean, are you seeing me frozen up or am I go actually going? No, you're frozen now. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think I'm frozen. I mean, it's recording me, so that's all good. But yeah, you're now you're just going to be able to look at that because I think I, I broke the camera. This um, is an audio. This is now an audio. It's now, now which uh, is what it really yeah. should have been from the start. <laughs> and then a fun in the sun kiteboarding card. So that that wasn't the best Allen and Ginter. Uh, all right. So just to be clear, fun in the sun kiteboarding gets a card and you and I don't. Yeah, I was going to say, powered by the wind, the sport sees a rider pulled across water, snow, or even land via a power kite while standing on a board. Yeah, hmm. they've got a card. Power, they, they were in the room, all right? And here's how I view it. They're in the room, and they're down to two. And they're like, yep. all right, you got these two guys who do this baseball, sort of baseball podcast where they celebrate the game. But you also got kiteboarding, and you know everybody's like, "Oh, kiteboarding!" Not even close. Not not even I think, close. See, I think it went differently. I think it was like, "All right, so we're agreed." The last card in the set goes to Shore and Posmanski, right? And they're like, <laughs> "Yes, we agree." And then this guy bursts in the door, and he's and he says, "You guys, I just went. I just did something that changed my life. I went kiteboarding. You guys have to try this." And they're like, "What is kiteboarding?" And then he explained it. <laughs> And then they were like, let's try this right now. They all went, drove down to the beach. They drove out to Malibu. They all went kiteboarding and they were like, screw those guys. We're making a kiteboarding card. Yeah. Hey, here's a little, here's a little trivia for you. Brandon Nimmo has led the league in one category one time. What was it? Ooh, good question. Brandon Nimmo. Was he a sacrifice fly guy? Do we get a sacrifice fly or a sacrifice you're, hit? You're in the right, you're in the right general. Zone. All right. He led the league. He led the league in being hit by a pitch. In yes. Remember that? Yeah. That year oh. where he just, it was like people were writing articles about how good he was at getting hit. By the way, that is a real skill to get, to get yeah. hit. By oh, it's I a mean, repeatable you know, skill. There's no question. Be, look yep. at Craig Biggio's a lifetime OBP went up like 40 points because of how many times he was hit. By the All way, right, I'm going to, I'm at the oh. next year. Well, it was, it was, it was obviously he was hurt. But he's not come close to matching those twenty-two hit by pitches that well, year. Well, he's he had been hurt, and the the next year he played a full season. He was hit sixteen times. So it, I think it's a yeah. It's not twenty-two though. I mean, you know, that, that, it was <laughs> much in the same way that we think Mookie might have topped out in two thousand eighteen. Brandon Nimmo might have topped might have out. topped out. Yeah, uh, I'm opening some more eighty-nine Donruss because a it's a really cool set. Super I love colorful that set. and fun, yes. but also because I want this Ken Griffey Jr. rookie extravaganza to just be. Oh, to be undeniably let's... huge. Yes. Uh, all right. So here we go. I got a Greg Harris rated rookie. Now that's Greg with uh, two two G's. Wait, is it two G's? Or no, one G? I this think that's one G, G Greg. One yeah, G. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one G Greg. I don't know. There was a two G Greg. There was a two Greg Jeffries was two G's. No, it's Greg Harris, right? Was there a was Greg it? Harris with two G's? I know there was a Greg Jeffries with two G's. Well, maybe I'm thinking about Greg Olson. <laughs> yeah, there was also a Greg Olson. <laughs> With two That's G. what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Greg Olson, two Gs. <laughs> By the way, who is the best of the two G Gregs? I, is it Greg Zahn, wow. Greg Jeffries, or Greg Olson? Or Kevin I'm not even Greg. talking about la yeah, last name Gregs. I'm talking about first name Gregs with two Gs. I got to say Greg Jeffries is the best of I the Gregs. I think it's Greg Jeffries, right? Although, although Greg Zahn was a good player. Actually, Greg Olson was a good player, too. You're, if you're named Greg with two Gs, you have a chance to be a solid one all-star major leaguer. Greg, <laughs> <laughs> Greg Jeffries, two G's, sixth in rookie of the year voting. 
and then third in rookie they're voting the next year. That's hard to do. He played, he played in 29 <laughs> games, 1998, and, and had six homers and 17 RBI, hit 321 in those 29 games, and got six rookie their votes, even though I guess he wasn't eligible for rookie I, of the year. I believe Greg Jeffries, it, I'm, I'm pretty sure, and it's worth worth mentioning since uh, since we have, um, you know, Stratomatic is giving away uh, a set to, to whatever people. I believe Greg Jeffries was a Stratomatic player, and I think one year defensively they, they made him a five, which is the worst, like the worst mm. you could possibly be. And like absolutely and but he actually played and so like one day in the in the stands people were chanting at him you're a five you're a five and he actually knew what they were saying he understood it and like got really <laughs> mad so so yeah so great jeffries right. very good yep and go. also had 40 all-time greg in, yeah 40 he, doubles in 1990 i think he's the all-time greg i think so uh andy van slyke uh mvp oh. card no like, no are you do you remember in 85, I'm going to guess, or 84, either 84 or 85, the Andy Van Slyke rookie card was the hottest thing going. He was, I think it's because his name is cool. It's super was, cool. Yeah. In 1984, 85, he was like, this guy's a Hall of Famer. You just were right. like, Andy Van Slyke, when you got his cards, you put them in your, the binder of the good guys that you had, not the commons. You were like, this guy, this guy's going places. It <laughs> was, a, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it, it for, I, I literally think it's because Van Slyke sounded cool, but we and, all, and Andy works too. Andy Van Slyke. Yeah. Andy, that works. Van Slyke. Oh, God. What a name. Uh, Terry Steinbach, rookie of the year, Terry Steinbach. Yeah. Very good. Floyd Bannister was, he was, was he the hardest throwing left hander of his era? Who was, yes. who was a harder thrower left-hander than Floyd Bannister? I think Bannister. Floyd Bannister was the was the sort of um yeah, I think he was uh like basically it wasn't Floyd Bannister the first pick, he was the first pick in the draft. I think that's right. Yeah, and the father yeah. of Brian Bannister who uh you know played in the big leagues. But yeah, Floyd actually, you know what? I think it was between uh Floyd Bannister and pull this name out, Mark Langston. I think those Ooh. two guys were the lefty the lefty yeah. powerhouses. In the fact, le the lefties who like who countermanded uh, the narrative that cra of the crafty lefty, the crafty lefty, right? exactly. Like, they were the anti-crafty yeah. lefties, but they are the kinds of guys who, like back in the old days, in the fun days of baseball cards. I guess they still do this a little bit, but they used to really do it. You would have both of them on a card with like fireballing lefties, right? Like <laughs> Bring the heat. Bring in the heat. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Floyd Bannister in uh, 1985, 198 strikeouts and 100 walks. Can oh, you yeah. imagine if there were a starting pitcher <laughs> who had 100 walks? It would have two-to-one strikeout-to-walk ratio, which is 200-100. Didn't this year, didn't, uh, like, how close was... Um, Snell? Was Snell, Snell to 100 walks. I think he was hey. pretty darn close. Did he actually get a walk? Yeah, 99. He had 99 walks. He did, did have two. Really? He also did it in 180 innings, so it's actually worse. Uh, 234 strikeouts, 99 walks. By the way, anybody signing Blake Snell? That's it. He's just he's just done. <laughs> Someone's signing him. I yeah, think but no probably one not is for the money he wants, exactly. right? Exactly. 
I mean, that is crazy. So 99 walks in 180 innings. He had 99 walks and gave up 115 hits. <laughs> it's the craziest. He really, <laughs> he is the guy who in a full season could walk more guys than he gives up hits. For yeah. sure. He could for sure do that. I think Nolan Ryan did wonderful. that a bunch. What's that? Won the Cy Young Award with 99 walks in 180 innings. That is pretty wild. Wild. Um, wild. Um, all right. I, for the rest of this pack, I got Fernando. Here's a Fernando. Oh, very nice. Always great to have a Fernando. And a Ricky Henderson. By the way, we've gotten a, we've gotten a few Ricky Hendersons, too. So if you're a Ricky fan, you could. Yeah, really, I think we've got basically all of the stars of that 80s. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got we've got them all. Here's Dewey, the perennially underrated dude, Dwight Evans. Oh, so um, good. Jack Morris, I don't know if you knew this, Joe. Here's a here's an obscure trivia fact about Jack Morris that no one ever talks about. Tell did me. you know that did you know that Jack Morris won more games in the 1980s than any other starting pitcher? Wait, what? Yeah. Jack Morris? I swear to God, can you believe that? No one ever talks about it. No, no, one, ever bring, no, no. one ever brings it up in any context. But yes, I... Jack Morris winning his pitcher of the 1980s. So the wait, you're saying the entire decade. The entire decade. That's right. That's that incredible. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. Did you know he started a bunch of opening days? Did you know that? Did you know that? I the, did started? actually did know that. I'd heard that somewhere. I I I went to Nepal and climbed a mountain <laughs> and spoke with an with a wizened old guru, sage, wise man, and I said, "Tell me something important about the world around me that I might not know." And he said, "I'll tell you." Jack Morris started nine openings. <laughs> It's it's a it's a Whatever beautiful it it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful it's like thing. It's like seventeen or something. But then if you go back and look at those um those opening day games, you know he was still open start opening day starter when he was like you know thirty eight years oh, old. Oh yeah, well, and he was it... just getting lit up. Like that's a, <laughs> it's so funny. It's his every one of his Hall of Fame arguments is so funny, and yes. I know that they they worked right. That's fine. He's, He's in the Hall in, of Fame, and, and and perfectly fine, have him in. But yeah, there was ridiculous. fine. Yeah, but honestly, yeah, what they should have argued. Stuff. I mean, I always said this that there were two things that you argued for Jack Morris. One is he really was indestructible. I mean, he made like five hundred consecutive starts or something. I mean, it was yes. truly, truly incredible. And he and he pitched. I mean, you know, he he was. He was a bulldog, so it was 250 innings a year or whatever. But the second thing is, and this thing, I cannot believe they didn't bring this up, Hall of Fame mustache, man. I mean, how, yeah. like, to me, that's that's his greatest trait is the Hall of Fame mustache. I think if you if you had to list the reasons that he legitimately deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, you yeah. start with the mustache. Start with the mustache. Dude, I mean, it's unquestionable. All right, here we go. Hey, last who's... card, by the way, was the Andre uh, Andre Dawson MVP card. Oh, I love pass. that. I love oh, Andre Dawson. By the way, should he have won that MVP that year? I think. Oh, who did who did win it in eight in eighty eight? You're saying he won it. He won in eighty seven. Hey, they won in eighty seven. But are you? Are you oh, oh, you're oh saying he, the year he won. Year he, he won, won it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had like a who were, two point one war or something. He led the league in home runs for a terrible Cubs team at the time. It was really controversial because it was, I believe. I don't know if it was the first ever, but it was the first in a long time. The last place team guy had won an MVP. Yeah, and but it was, was I can't I now can't remember who she, was it. Like I think Ozzy. I think Ozzy was Ozzie. the guy. Yeah, I think Ozzy was the guy that that a lot of people thought. All right, I don't know who this guy is, but he's some Yankee and he's like a shortstop or something. So you 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 can have that. Um, not a, not interested. Byron Buxton. I'm hey Bu Buck. Hey, what are we ever going to get a healthy year? Never, we, never, never. Apparently right? not. We're never, ever going to get it. It breaks my heart. You Darvish. 
This is a good pack. This is a fun pack. A little you Darvish yeah. uh, sure. cards here. A little Brian Reynolds. I know you're a you're a big Brian Reynolds guy. I right? like that guy, man. Yeah, yeah, I want I want I want success for him. I want so I much success why. for that Pittsburgh team. I just want something. I've not heard of this guy, but it looks like it's Ted Williams. Look at that. A mm. a a, uh, a uh, Allen and Ginter Ted Williams. By the way, not to not for nothing, but um, he hasn't played in a long time. He got a card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he played in 1960. Come on. Uh, a little Matt Holiday, who also hasn't played in a very long time, but you got uh, Matt Holiday in there. All right. And then finally, you got here we go. It's like I love record breaker cards. And this is a Boba Shett record breaker card um, because he it was the day he had a double in nine consecutive games. I love stuff like that. <laughs> nine consecutive games for Boba Shett. Uh, which is good. And then, by the way, you know, every Allen and Ginter card, we haven't talked about this. You can have all of these. I'm, everybody can have these. They give you little mini cards. And this mini card is the uh, Ashen Cathedral in Germany. Um, so the Ashen. Oh, uh, right. A-A-C-H-E-N. Yeah. Right? Is it yeah, Ashen? Yeah, yeah. Ashen? A- uh, yeah. Ashen. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the Cathedral in Germany. That. That got an Allen and Ginter card, but we haven't gotten one. So there. <laughs> All right. What do you got? All right. Uh, I've got some good stuff here. Oh, nice. Uh, so start. we'll start with a Gary Sheffield rated rookie card. Look at that. Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's now, a is, good card. Is that his actual rookie? Yeah, is this rookie card? Yeah. All right, on the Brewers. It. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a really um, good card. That's a value there. Some hilarious Diamond Kings cards. Um, oh, all right. I, you... I rem- I'm now remembering how many of this card I had. It's the Diamond Kings Gerald Perry on the Braves. <laughs> okay. I probably so... had 70 of these. Okay. So I need to say this. So you, you brought it up. So I need to say this. Uh, there is a documentary coming out uh, about Dick Perez, who is the artist that painted all of the Diamond Kings. Uh, it is called The Diamond King. And I uh, wrote it uh, or, or one of the, well, I wrote it. There's, there's a narration that I wrote, um, for it, which is really, really a fun, uh, it's going to be super great. I think they're going to, uh, uh, it's going to start at, uh, uh, Tribeca. I think they're going to launch it there and, and then it'll be hopefully available. And I, people are going to, they're going to go crazy for it. Cause it's super fun. It's about baseball, baseball cards. He's an incredible artist and, and who's done incredible things, but, one of the really, really funny things is, you know, they said, well, we need to pick the best player um, on a team. So the Diamond Kings were every team had its own uh, Diamond right. King, right? Their own top player. But they also said, we're not going to do the same player twice. We're not going to do the same unless they went to another team. Like Nolan Ryan has different. Uh, he has a Houston Diamond Kings and a Rangers Diamond Kings. So right. if they go to a different team, but if they stay on the same team, they're not. So they did Dale Murphy either the first year. I think they did Phil Negro the first year, and then they did Dale Murphy. And man, where are you going to go? Were out of, from they there? were out of Braves. <laughs> yeah, the nineteen eighty eight Braves was not a team full of Diamond Kings. No. So so Gerald Perry gets a diamond. There are some just wonderful, wonderful Diamond Kings because of the way that they sort of limited themselves. They didn't need to do that. They could have just had him. I guess he didn't want to paint the same guy every year, I would imagine. Yeah, but yeah, but, but yeah. it is it is very funny when they're like the fifth best <laughs> mid-80s Atlanta Brave. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Gerald Perry might be like, that's that is something really special. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Uh, All right. I got uh, I got a Cal Ripken here. Oh, I nice. Got a, I got a Barry Larkin here. Also, Robbie Alomar rookie card. Look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah. By the way, that's there you go. Was that Barry Larkin? It's not his rookie, right? But it's, it's not his rookie. His rookie's 86, I want to say. Maybe? But yeah. Um, and then there's some other rated rookie Alex Sanchez on the uh, <laughs> on the Blue Jays. I thought Alex Sanchez was going to be a good player. I really thought he was going to yeah. be a good pitcher. Yeah. Look, and I got, I, by the way, this is what happens. I got another one in the next pack. <laughs> um, uh, and by then, Nolan Ryan, Bird, Blylevin, Strawberry. Nice. I got, oh, the, the probably the greatest name of, of all of these. I think we've talked about this before. Here's Steve Balboni. Uh, uh, which bye I bye Balboni. Just the best. Steve the Balboni best. butt is how I, I used to call him Steve Balboni <laughs> butt, and I don't remember why. Um, but this was good. And yeah, so the, the oh, and then Corey Snyder, Diamond King. How convinced were we all that Corey Snyder was going to be a great? Oh, I was, I, mean, I literally, that was my retirement plan was the Corey Snyder yeah. rookie cards. I had about 5,000 of them. Um, but yeah, that, by the way, by 1988, we were pretty much aware that it probably wasn't going to happen for, for 89. Almost, in, almost instantly. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> by 89, it was like, oh, so Corey Snyder, that's, that's what we're left with. Uh, I guess they'd already yep. done Joe Carter and that was basically all we had left. All right, I'm opening 89 uh, Upper Decks, so I got a little Chanho Park for you. Great. These are 99 Upper Decks. 99, excuse me, 99 yeah. uh, Chanho Park. What do you think, by the way? I just I just wrote a little something. I'm do, I'm counting down on my uh, uh, newsletter, counting down the most famous uh, baseball players of the last 50 years, and uh, uh, baseball people, not players. Uh, and I Lasorda was, I think, number 48 or something. What do you think about the United Nations um, uh, rotation, right? It was uh, Chano Park. Uh, it was uh, Hideo Nomo. Was, right. Was from um, Japan. It was Ishmael Valdez was from Mexico. It was, uh, I think, a couple of different Dominicans. Ramon Martinez was a Dominican. And then Tom Candiotti was the American. So that's right. pretty good. That was, So that was Korea, South Korea, Japan, Mexico, uh, Dominican, Dominican and, and America. America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I Pretty was trying good. to think. I was trying to think if we could put together, like, like today, like a really cool um, uh, United Nations stand. Not, not we we could do this later, but you know, just uh, there, there. It seems to me like with the way the game has exploded, we could probably do a pretty good. United Nations. It would uh, still probably largely be those countries, right? You're talking about Korea, Japan, right? Mexico, the Dominican, America. I mean, there might be an Australian who sneaks in there somehow. Yeah, would there be any <laughs> South American, any Venezuela, or you know, uh, some yeah, right. that's probably where yeah. you go. Um, Venezuela, you might get, you might get, um, uh, yeah, that's probably it, though, right? Yeah. Like you don't. Unless like there's some random one of those random things where some Dutch guy, you know, uh, that's the thing. Burp Lyle Levin being born there or something. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty 
pretty uh pretty good baseball here. just doesn't have i mean obviously football doesn't have this either but baseball just even though it is a fairly international game it's like it's basically north america right. central america a little bit of south america and the far east and you're not uh, you know, everywhere in between. It's not, you know, soccer is the only truly international game that way. And yeah, I mean, basketball is becoming much, much more like getting just, there. But look, a yeah. big, huge gap in in the baseball world is Europe, right? Like that's the problem yeah. is that there's there's almost nothing in Europe, although that's about to change now that why we love baseball is going to be published in the UK. Mm. That will launch. It's going to change everything. Change everything. I guess basketball really is like we the number of like nigerian players oh yeah well all of the look, croatian france, players and, yeah, and yeah, france yeah, yeah. and china yeah, basketball, and... basketball has to be a basically second place worldwide to soccer right Must oh be. i i cannot imagine it not being i mean i i don't know uh about like what cricket is you know as far cricket as and, you know, cricket and rugby rugby i mean <laughs> gonna say but yeah i mean well, think about well, that golf golf if you count golf, maybe. Yes, yeah. I mean, you, you, certainly Europe and America and golf, but I mean, and, and there is some South America, Australia. Yeah, maybe golf, but golf is not it. I mean, I think of it more as a team, a team thing. And yeah. uh, but if you think about it, I mean, now that you think about this, so the most exciting player, young player in basketball is from France, right? You've right. got uh, one of the all-time great players uh, from Germany. More than right. one, but you got one of the all-time greats from Germany, one of the all-time coolest great players from China, uh, right. all sorts of things from Australia. I mean, it is really not just re not only remarkable that there's you know so many players from different places, but impact players like super high impact players from all of these different places. It's pretty yeah. cool. Pretty cool. I'm gonna Jason Kendall. Do you want a Jason Kendall card? I do. Do I personally know? But someone out there, <laughs> there might want it. Oh, I got a 99 Ken Griffey Jr. How about that? All right. Oh, and it's add it's... that to the Ken to the theoretical Ken Griffey Jr. prize package. Yeah. So the <laughs> was By the say... way, we should we should note because uh, because we're we're really bad at at uh, doing stuff like this. So uh, it occurred to me that we should say for the record, if two people want the Ken Griffey Jr. prize package, <laughs> <laughs> or if three do or five do. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to make it up on the fly of like what how we do this, but but everybody will, it, but we can still do it. Everybody will get Ken. Not likely that everyone yeah. would. Yes, at this point we have enough Griffey Junior stuff that if everyone, which won't happen, wants Ken Griffey Junior, we'll, you'll all get Ken Griffey Junior. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm just I'm just wanted. I don't know. We're supposed to do some kind of disclaimer about like what happens if two people want the same card. And I guess we'll do it as equitably as we can. We'll flip a coin or we'll do something. Yeah. I think it'll probably be something where people will, um, uh, look, it, it also depends where you get picked. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to be, direct, we're going to be pulling these out. I mean, first come first serve in a, in a lot of cases. So, uh, here's a, here's something, here's sort of a baseball-y kind of thought. Okay. Um, so I just pulled uh, a Scott Rowland card. Okay. Okay. Now, if I pull a Scott Rowland card 10 years ago, I'm a kid, and I pull a Scott Rowland card 10 years ago, unless I'm a big Cardinals fan or, or Scott Rowland fan or whatever the case may be, I, I'm not that excited about that. I mean, it's fine. It's, 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 yeah. it, would, it would fall strongly into the minor star category, right? Like you would, you would, yeah, it's, it's just, he's a star player. He's yeah. a star yeah. player, right? Now he's in the Hall of Fame. 
that changes yeah. the whole dynamic, doesn't it? Totally does. Totally. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall I mean, it's it's wild to think about it. I mean, it's like there at some level, if uh, it feeds the it feeds the unpleasant narrative of like the Hall of Very Good that that people make to when when they're not big Hall guys or ladies, they make the argument of like it's uh turning into the Hall of Very Good, blah blah blah, which is very, very silly in my opinion. But what you're saying about Roland is true, which is like. You even retroactively don't think of Scott Rowland as like, oh my god, right? I have to, I have to get to my TV. Scott Rowland's up, um, but he is a Hall of Famer, and I, and I, in my opinion, should be. So, I don't oh, know. I it's agree. Yeah, no, it is. I just, it's, it is true that the Hall of Fame, because there's a, there's an argument. There's been an argument forever about what the Hall of Fame represents. Is it, is it? represent fame is it represent, represent greatness is it both is it a combination of both whatever um but the hall of fame confers fame on you immediately like you right. you go into the hall of fame and you are you enter a different category in people's minds and it's even true that guys like barry bonds and pete rose like there's it's like they're like a complete puzzle piece with one tiny piece missing, you know, that, that, that you yeah. can see on there because of the hall of fame. All right. In our continuing effort to um, shame the people over at uh, Allen and Ginter, <laughs> Nathan Dogface Apodaca got a card. He is, okay. uh, I don't need to tell you this. Um, he filmed himself riding his longboard to work while drinking a bottle of juice and singing along to Fleetwood Mac. Oh, that guy. Look, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That guy's cooler than we are. No, that guy deserves it. I we, we can't argue. We can't argue that we should have a card for that guy. That guy was incredible. That video was amazing. That minute that video is amazing. And then Jefferson White, who secured his breakout role in the show uh Yellowstone. Mm -hmm. Um He's playing the likable Jimmy Hurtstrom, a once troubled criminal who finds redemption on the ranch. He got an Allen and Ginter card. Yeah, see, we should have a card over that guy, but not the longboarding guy. That guy ruled. <laughs> what What about DJ Ski, a renowned radio DJ? Should we have gotten one ahead of him? I can't. I don't know who that is, and I can't <laughs> make. I can't weigh in on this. Uh <laughs> Here's a fun one. By the way, we could probably put together a little David Ortiz package. Maybe for you. We'll put it together a David Ortiz package for you. You need to enter. You, you know, you need to enter, of course. But we got a David Ortiz 2004 postseason performance card. So this is specific. Wait, now what does that say on the back there? It says, no opposing pitcher wanted to see Big Poppy in the box during the 2004 postseason. True. Over 14 contests that October. Ortiz went 22 for 55, 400, with five homers, 13 walks, and 19 RBI. The moments were uh, as good as the stats. In game four of the ALCS, David hit a walk-off two-run homer in the 12th. He added a walk-off single in the 14th the following night. See, if this were um, in, in slightly different circumstances, I would have... Uh, you sit by my bedside in a, <laughs> as I like late got snuggly in my bed, and you would. This is how I would get to sleep at night. You just, just read, read me. You, read if, me if, the, if, was, <laughs> if this was young Mike, you would just have, yeah. actually not even. You don't even have to be that young. Or you no, forty-eight-year-old Mike. That, you would have would it done just, right now. There would be a fire going in the corner, and I would be in an old-timey <laughs> stocking cap 
and I would just get into bed and you would and be by candlelight. You would just if, read me if, that. If we could hire Morgan Freeman to read oh that to God. you every night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to open a new thing, which is the, which is these packs sent by a friend, Tim Banizek. Uh, baseball star stickers, 1981 Fleer. They, so Ooh, Fleer these are stickers. They're stickers, yeah, and they're so funny. So uh, there's a couple of really funny things about this. First of all, uh, they they was five stickers. They look like this. If you can uh, joke, yeah. let me see this. It's I'm the only one can see. It. I see Ron say, yeah, yeah. So it's in the. It's sort of in the same roughly uh, same style as the cards from that year. Yeah, the yeah. I'd say a little a little they, bluer. They have a blue border and they have two red stars at the top. And then the word star, which is so poorly laid out, it looks like it's warped. It looks like, I mean, it looks like it someone looks, it looks like somebody stepped on it. Yeah, somebody stepped on that word <laughs> yeah. before they went in. And then a weird swirly yellow kind of picture frame and then a terrible photo of the person. They're so funny. <laughs> on the And then they came with a stick of gum. So there's five stickers and a stick of gum. On the back, it says... Uh, of the gum uh, ingredients dextrose corn syrup gum base sugar artificial flavor color and bht to maintain freshness and let me tell you i understand it's been 43 years <laughs> since these were packaged but they should have added a little more bht because when you open these packs this gum is it is very obviously toxic it looks like <laughs> the gum looks like a the prop from the of like the material in the last of us that caused the plague the outbreak that led to all the zombies that is uh, and so they, funny. and it reeks but the car the, the stickers themselves are very funny and cool so here's ron say then you've got tony perez who the photo of him is just him holding a bat and sort of grimacing like please don't what, take my photo right honestly what is that look that look right there is sort of like oh it's just like, oh god, get away from me. Then, totally uh, Steve me. Steve Rogers with a legendary mustache. I love, uh, yeah, Steve Rogers. By the way, Rose same the Steve Rogers, same name as uh, as uh, as Captain uh, America, Captain right? America, yeah. yeah. I don't know that I knew that then. Um, Pete, here's Pete Rose on the Phillies, just kneeling down in the undeck circle. So the <laughs> Fleer Company was like, all right, we're making star stickers of the best players in baseball. Right. We got we got Pete Rose closing in on being the all-time hit king. <laughs> right. Tony we, Perez. We, we, we show him kneeling in the on-deck circle, and someone else, if you look closely, is in the foreground, and their foot is also in the frame. I mean, this is with, one with of the, the three worst. on the back of his on the back of his thing. All right, I'm going to find out who that is. I, I want to know who that of, is. One of the worst <laughs> photos you could possibly have. He's there's another guy in the frame, guys. Hey, Fleer, <laughs> wait ten seconds and take another photo of Pete Rose. And then, of course, no set of 1981 star stickers is complete without without Bobby Gritch. You got to have Bobby Gritch in there and oh, his yeah. Hall of Fame mustache. A total Hall of Fame mustache. Absolutely. Yeah. These stickers are wonderful. And uh, and uh, the Doug DeSensei. Oh, Rick Burleson made it. Oh, Rick, yeah. Rick Burleson was short, a star. star <laughs> and Freddie Lynn. Look at Freddie Lynn. Freddie Lynn was a legit star then. Yeah. So these these uh, I'm going to open another couple packs of these because they're fun. But the winners of the contest will receive unopened packs of 1981 Fleer baseball. Oh, amazing. By the way, just please, please don't eat the gum. Please, whatever. (laughs) Not even as a joke. Don't eat the gum because it very clearly is toxic. By the way, I'm just going to tell you point blank. The other person in that Pete Rose card 
Greg Gross. It's Greg Gross. I'm telling you right now, it's Greg Gross. <laughs> Wait, is that 2G Greg or is that a 1G Greg? 1G Greg. A 1G yeah, Greg. Yeah, 1G right. Greg. All right. By the way, I so I just pulled one and I did find somebody who is not a baseball person, uh, but who does deserve a uh, an Allen and Ginter more than we do. And that is Victor Webanyama. Look at that. I would say I would say he deserves one. Yes. I, by yeah. the way, I bet you that card is of like a value. I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. Wembenyama. It's a it's a it's a Wembenyama Allen and Ginter rookie card, whatever that means. So and just to re- just to remind you, I also pulled a couple other Wembenyama cards in the in a, I don't remember which. And I did were, too. But, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's a there's a Victor Wembenyama prize package out there for any of you Spurs fans or NBA fans if you're interested. All right, I am going to open one more pack here, and it is going to be 1988 tops. Just because that is because could why not, not be could not be more meaningless. And I'm actually opening a uh, a plastic pack. So uh, so if okay. I had seen it in the store, I would have known that Darren Dalton was on the front, and Mark <laughs> and Mark Davis was on the back. I would have known that going in, uh, which obviously I would have bought it. All right, here we go. I'm just going to read through some names. You just stop me. Darren well, Dalton, good, great, good player, right? Yeah, good player. Bob Stanley. Oh, Stanley Steamer. Stanley Steamer, right there. Poor Tommy Hinzo. I, by the way, if the Diamond Kings had gone on for a couple more years, Tommy Hinzo might Tommy have Tommy Hinzo like... would have made it because that Indian scene <laughs> was so bad. The Rangers, <laughs> Jeff Russell. He got the, okay. the pitcher, Rangers, Jeff Russell. Here's a good one. A little Larry Herndon. Larry Herndon. Larry he was Herndon. cool. I like Larry Herndon. Yeah, Larry Herndon was good. He was actually around for a long time. So this is when he was on the Tigers, but he was on the Giants for a long time. Ah, uh, big Larry Sheets. Sure. Didn't Larry good Sheets mustache. have one big home run year? Yeah, this year, 87, 31 home runs. Everybody had a big home run year in 87. There. Speaking of Greg Gross, there's Greg Gross right there. <laughs> <laughs> Greg Gross. Okay, so just to lay it out there, if you want, if you're a Phillies fan, you could request the Pete Rose 81 Fleer sticker with Greg Gross's foot <laughs> also in the frame and the 88 tops Greg yeah. Gross to yeah. sort of complete your Greg you Gross. You get the you get the whole Greg Gross yeah. uh, set right there. <laughs> I always thought Jim Morrison, that's was always funny that Jim Morrison, there was the baseball player Jim Morrison, who played yeah. a long, long time, by the way. Mickey Hatcher. Mickey Hatcher, sure. Yeah. Dodger, great. If I told you he was a Mariner in 89 and he, or 88, I guess, and he was a future star, wouldn't the first name that comes to mind be Mike Campbell? Wouldn't that be the first guy yeah. you would think of? Yeah. Was it before you even got to which player <laughs> am I thinking? I would be like, oh, yeah, it's Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Campbell. By the way, Mike attended the University of Hawaii and he really? was the Rainbows MVP. Uh, this oh, final nice. two seasons fighting rainbows here was one of my all-time favorite players this is not not a joke doug jones little dougie jones doug, doug jones was great doug Straight jones was great. truly great truly yeah. great and if i'm not mistaken with doug jones's permission for a time in cleveland they sold either a trash can or so i think it was a trash can with his face on it, basically Great. because all he threw was junk. Like that was the whole, <laughs> that was the whole And I believe, <laughs> I believe he like partook in all of that. So here's here's the thing. I love this. As you well know, that not they they usually they try to put the whole 
minor league, you know, uh, thing. Back then, they tried to put them all on the back of the card. Doug Jones was in Newark, Burlington, Stockton, Vancouver, Holyoke, El Paso, Vancouver, 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 El Paso, Waterbury, Maine, and Buffalo. Oh, my God. How about that little run? I mean, that he spanned the entire continent of North America. I mean, <laughs> Vancouver to Buffalo is Vancouver to Buffalo, El Paso. As far <laughs> east as you can get. Pretty good. Uh, Doug and his wife are parents of a son, Dustin Reed. There you go. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Stone. Jeff Stone was super speedy. I remember him being Je- super speedy. Jeff Stone speedy. had in one of the biggest clutch pinch hit singles for the Red Sox of uh, in the Red Sox history in that 88 season. He's the one who uh, he's like got a had an insane clutch single to write to in their pennant race and their and their division race. I, I forget now the circumstances, but I'm going to look it up as you keep looking at. Yeah. Wasn't he speedy? Like, wasn't like that. His yeah. Whole he was, was like, like a pinch was super, runner. Super fast. Type guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Sean Dunstan. I believe this is true. I don't know for a hundred percent. This is true. You get, you blew my mind with the stat. I still don't know. I still am going to look it up. I'm not saying I don't trust you, but that Jack Morris led all of baseball and wins in the eighties. I promise I, you that's I, true. I'm going to look it up. You. I'm not. I am. I'm fairly certain this is true that Sean Dunstan appeared in more newspapers than any other baseball player of the '80s. I believe. I, I believe I read this or, or was told this, mm. and the reason was basically every photo that newspapers would run would be of a shortstop or second baseman turning the double play. Right. And the Cubs were the ones that played all the day games. So so basically every newspaper would run a Sean Dunstan photo uh in their things. Uh so Sean Dunstan, good player. Here's here, right, here you we go. go. Sorry, I, I forgot it was nineteen ninety, it wasn't eighty eight, it was nineteen ninety. So so uh September twenty ninth, nineteen ninety, uh the Red Sox were playing the Blue Jays at Fenway. They had a lead of four nothing, blew it. Led again, 5-4, blew it. Toronto was up 6-5 in the ninth. Tom Henke comes in to close the game. <laughs> right. Two-run rally capped off by a bases-loaded single by Jeff Stone. Wow. Uh, the game also featured uh, clutch pitching performances from Tom Bolton, Dana Kicker, <laughs> and Greg Harris. <laughs> and and Jeff Stone says, I'm numb. I'm on cloud 10. Wow. His quote after the game. It was his first major league hit since he had singled off Henke a year earlier. <laughs> so he, all... he hadn't had a hit in a year. He came in at a two-run single with the bases loaded in the ninth inning off Tom Henke to win the game and send the Red Sox toward the division crown. If only Tom Henke was the only pitcher in baseball, Jeff Stone would have been a Hall of Famer. Like that's <laughs> the, He owned that guy. Morgan, so this is how bad this is how bad the history of Red Sox managed game management was. <laughs> so Joe Morgan, the manager of the team, uh, said he didn't have much of a choice of pinch hitting for Stone, who had entered the game as a pinch runner for Dwight Evans in the eighth <laughs> inning. So he <laughs> took out Dwight Evans and put in Jeff Stone. And then so the quote from Joe Morgan is, if I had had Ted Williams, I'd have sent him up there, but I don't. I thought about using Marty Barrett and calling for a squeeze, but with the infield in, that was almost impossible. I just had a good feeling about Jeff. I love that <laughs> you so you had much. No, you had no other options. I love that. Obviously, he had Marty Barrett, which I think is actually better than Jeff Stone. I love that in this scenario, in the Joe Morgan scenario, 
he has Ted Williams on the bench. Like Ted Williams <laughs> isn't even starting. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, little Dave Henderson. Did you know Dave Henderson played for the Giants? Is that is that even ring a bell for you at all? Yeah, very vaguely. Yeah, that yeah. very vaguely rings a bell. Yes. Okay, Dave Henderson, obviously a, a Red Sox legend. Uh, we got Tom Browning. Very very fine. Seemed like a seemed like a Hall of Famer for a while. That guy. Yeah, very very fine pitcher. Twenty wins uh, in his rookie year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greg Rooker. Uh, excuse me, Greg Booker. There's a Rooker and a Booker. That's Greg Booker, the pitcher. I don't remember Greg Booker. No. Yeah, Padres, a lot of years. Uh, Eric King. Do you remember Eric King? I don't remember. Yeah, Eric I do remember King. Eric King. Yeah, Tigers, right? Yeah. Yep. I know who you definitely remember. You remember some Atley Hammaker. I don't need to, you know. By the way. Who doesn't Who doesn't remember Atley Hammaker? Great name. Great name, right? Atley Hammaker? Great name. That's a that's a fantastic name. Uh, Tom Pagnazzi. I always uh, enjoyed a little Tom. Here we go. Another great name. Jim Wallowander. It's another great name. Oh, Jim Whale. I thought it was <laughs> Whale Wander. Is it Whale Wander? I thought it was Wallowander, but <laughs> he belted his first home run in 87. I know that. All right. Speaking of guys who I thought were going to the Hall of Fame, Gary Templeton. Oh, yeah. Just for the 100 hits from both sides of the plate year. I mean, you would yeah. think he'd be going to the Hall of Fame. Ed Romero. Oh, Eddie Romero. Yeah. It was a little was Red a, Sox. He, yeah. he was a, he started for East. was a starting shortstop for the Red Sox for a couple of years, I want to say. Yeah. Well, yeah, 100, 100 game kind of guy. Mike yeah. Bilecki. Sure. Sure. And how about this? 88. This is available for you, people. An 88 Bo Jackson. Look at that. Ooh, look at that. Uh, that's really a nice. nice card. Very nice. Looks like in uh, peak condition. Pat Clemens. Very is, nice. Matt Clements is not Matt Clements. Uh, no, it's not spelled even the same. No. Frank DePino, big fan. Frank DePino. Sure. God, if I got this pack when I was like that age, I would have shot myself. I mean, just like Ozzy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guillen. Uh huh. And then I yeah. already knew that the final one was Mark Davis, you know. Yeah. It's got to be. Mark Davis. young winner, Mark Davis, by the That's way. That's right. Yeah, so I opened one more pack of uh, '89 Donruss just for kicks and got Greg Olson with two G's rated rookie. Oh, there we go, rated rookie. So if, you, if you want, <laughs> here's another option: if you donate twenty five dollars, send us the receipt to ProjectMainStreet.org. Send us the receipt at podcastraffle at Gmail, and you win. You could say, "Give me everything you got with two G Gregs," <laughs> and we'll just load up every two G Greg card we have. Yeah. Also, this look at this. I I don't know that I've ever seen this card before. It's an eight. 89 Donruss Oral Hershiser special card that says 59 and counting. At the oh, I, I loved when they did that. I don't think I've ever seen this before. And it's a, he's, he's juggling three baseballs for some reason. There's no reason <laughs> he should be juggling three baseballs on the card, but it's like celebrating his, uh, obviously his 59. Uh, Donruss, Donruss was the coolest uh, card company for stuff like that. Stuff they like would just, that, yeah. do you remember when like, the year after Pat Tabler went like nine for 11 with the bases loaded the bases or something. Loaded, yeah. And they put Mr. Clutch on his name. Mr. Clutch. <laughs> Mr. Clutch. That's a just to reel through some of these 81 Fleer stickers. Let's just, hear them. Just listen. I'm uh, just listen to these names in order. Save your applause till the end. Yes. Richie Zisk, Jim Kern, Scott McGregor, Tommy John, Jerry Koosman, Joe Rudy, Buddy Bell, Ted Simmons, Dave Revering, Jim Bibby, 
Carlton Fisk, Gary Carter, Tom Seaver, and Chris Chambliss. I mean, is that a moment in time? That is so good. Well, there are two things I want to say there. One, perfect example of what we just talked about. Suddenly, Ted Simmons is out of that group, right? Like he's he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And then, how did Dave Reverend get in there? No, that is that is like even in that time, how the heck did Dave Reverend get in there? All right, so this is it. We are we are wrapping this up. So here's how it works. You send money to Project Main Street, projectmainst.org. Donate, super easy, tax deductible, all of those things. Send them some money, help them out, great cause. Then send us the receipt at podcastraffle at gmail.com. You got to do this, what do we say, by midnight Pacific? Midnight Pacific, Friday the 23rd into Saturday the 24th. Right. So, and by the way, we want you to keep donating, but if we get it at 301 uh Eastern, you're out. You're out. Sorry, you're, you're out. out. You're out. <laughs> we can't have, have to have there have to be rules. There have to be thing. rules for something like clearly like this. Yeah. Um, so we'll do that. And then um next time we do a podcast, we're gonna give you the names. We're gonna we're gonna tell you Mike and I are gonna pick the winners. We're gonna reach out to uh our winners, have you guys tell us what you want. Give us your address and all that sort of thing. And then Mike and I will literally work for like, I don't know, 18 consecutive hours to fulfill your wishes. Basically, we will do everything that Mike has, everything that I have. We will shove all of it into a gigantic box and uh, it's going to be amazing. It really is going to be amazing. But also, you will just be helping folks who who need help. And that's uh, that's what this is all about. So donate. Please, we're asking again for twenty-five bucks, but anything you can give, it doesn't matter. At this point, almost we—it's almost more important that we just get the number of individual donations as high as it can be. <laughs> right, uh, and, right. And in the podcast, we'll also be making a donation when we're when we're all said and done. So we hope next time we talk about this to give you some great news about how much money, how many, how many people donated. How much money was donated, and we will announce the winners. And thank you to everyone who has already. Done yeah, this. it's incredible, incredible stuff. By the way, what percentage of people? And I think this speaks to sort of the good heartedness of of podcast listeners. What percentage of people would have just donated without even wanting to be a part of this raffle? They just would have been a part. Ninety-seven percent. Ninety-seven percent, at least, I would say, at yeah. least. But 3% would be like, no, I want the raffle. I, no, I, I'm only doing it if I get <laughs> old baseball cards. <laughs> Amazing. So, uh, and by the way, uh, I should tell people since I, I've gotten several messages along these lines, um, once we start back on the regular podcast, yeah, one last meaningless thing is coming back. It's not, yes. we, 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 we didn't get rid of it. It's it, we, we do tend to forget things. By the way, somebody, a couple of different people have sent us notes saying, hey, do you remember that you guys used to draft things? Like, like does that is that even a memory? And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we remember. But we remember. We just uh, momentarily keep forgetting. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so we might bring back the draft. We're definitely going to do some fun. Uh, is he good stuff? So it's all going to be great. But, and we have some good. We have some also good guests line up. It's a big year. Twenty twenty four is going to be a big year for the podcast. I'm predicting it now. Year for the podcast. We do have a couple of very cool guests coming up. So uh, awesome, Mike. As always, thank you. Thanks for having me. Podcast. Podcast.
for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.